Well, hey everyone, this is Dave DeBow with another episode of the Property Profits Real Estate Podcast. And today my guest, zooming in all the way from the whereabouts of Kitchener, Ontario. We've got Lee Strauss. How are you doing today, Lee? Good, Dave. Thanks. Thanks for having me. How are you? I am fantastic. Fantastic. So Lee, you're a young guy, but you've got a ton of experience when it comes to real estate investing. In fact, I think you've been investing since a ripe young age of 21. Is that correct? That is correct. So what, um, what caused this 21-year-old Lee to jump into your first revenue property? Well, first of all, I just want to comment. Thank you for the young compliment because I'll be turning 39 in a few weeks. So I'm not you feeling... Do. I'm turning 52 next week. So <laughs> you're still young. Okay. 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 Thank you. 21. I, I grew up, I was fortunate enough to grow up with a really good example. My father was was a real estate investor, nothing crazy, but he did own some properties. And I guess as a, as a young guy, I just thought that's kind of just what you do. It just, it just seemed normal. So it was just one of those things. He was a mechanic. He owned his own transmission franchise. Mr. Transmission, it's like a, a Canadian company. But uh, yeah, as a mechanic, he was doing that. And then on the weekends and evenings and so on, he was managing a handful of properties. And me being a young man was dragged in to go clean up after tenants left and cut down trees and do this and do that and, you know, clean this, paint that, whatever. So it just seemed like, although at the time, I was like, well, this this sucks. You know, I'm, I'm eight. I don't, I don't want to be like cleaning someone else's toilet or doing whatever you, whatever I'm told to do. But then as the years went on, it just seemed like this is just what you do. And I didn't really understand it to, to the degree that I do now. When I was 21, we started looking at some houses and he was kind of just saying, hey, I think it'd be a good idea if you bought a place and rented it out. I was still living at home with, with my parents. Well, and, was, that his, was that his gentle, gentle way of kind of pushing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I actually, yeah, so I never actually did live in that property. So I was I was away for the weekend with just with some friends. And he called me up and said, I, I saw this property. I think you should buy it. And it was, there wasn't a lot of thought put into it on my behalf. I know he was probably had the wheels turning, but I was just like, okay. Like, like there was no big light bulb moment. I didn't even really, you know, I just, whatever. I got so, a built-in mentor right there. So that's pretty handy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I cut the weekend short. I went home, looked at the property, and I just said, okay, like whatever. And I mean, this is this is kind of like one of my big tips that I promote with my clients and like my my realtor clients and my coaching clients basically is at the time, so I was 21 at the time, the house is lifted at was listed at 150,000. And it just seemed like so much money and oh man, that's like like that's a lot and everybody was saying yeah you know what that's maybe you should wait for the market to come down right we all know that right but you know so i i kind of went in with like a hundred and forty eight thousand dollar offer thinking like there's no way i'm paying 150 that's crazy and anyways i got it long story short we got the deal done there's no holding offers or competitiveness at that time but right out of the gate i was able to go in i took off some wallpaper fixed up a couple of things, like nothing major. I might've put 500 bucks into it maybe. 
And all my friends thought I was crazy or like, did you buy a house to like have parties in or like, like, what are we doing? And I stayed living at home and it was as simple as putting a forensic sign up in the window or on the front lawn. There was no Kijiji then. And I rented it right out of the gate for a thousand dollars a month. So it was, it used to be, I'd say easier than it is now. You could just buy a house, rent it out. And it was that. Yeah. It was that. It was, it just worked. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so that was the first one. And you're 21, were you working at some sort of a job or a profession or something like that before you got into real estate full-time? Yeah, so I was working with my dad at, at his shop. I was the manager of one of his shops. He owned a few locations in Kitchener. So yeah, I was working there, kind of you know learning that business, realizing I didn't want to do that. But in the meantime, bought this house and just rented it out. And then it, like I put everything I had into that first one. I think if I recall, I had to put down 25%. So like at 21, that was a lot of money. Yeah. Fast forward a couple of years, I I learned what a refinance is. I was able to do that and buy another property. This one was was kind of a fixture upper. It was dated. And I actually started fixing it up, learning how to renovate, learning all those things. Ended up living in that property for a number of years. I bought that property for 250000 which again seemed... Just crazy. <laughs> I, I lived in it though for probably I think it was eight or nine years. I ended up selling it for five sixty-five. Wow. Years later, and in the meantime, I like guess before I sold that property, I bought a handful more, three, four, or five more properties. Student rental. How were you financing rental. these these properties. Were you just really good with your money? Were you saving up? Were you refinancing? Refinancing. Refinancing's the. I mean, that seems to be the best way to go. I did get into joint ventures at, at some point, and I still continue to do that. I uh, actually wrote a, I was interviewed by Canadian Real Estate Wealth Magazine years ago, and I, I always just said, I will never partner with anybody. I don't want to partner, there's no way I'm partnering. And then I ran out of money, and I went, oh man, I guess I have to partner. So, <laughs> yeah, I didn't really get the, the concept, because I was able to buy properties until, until I was matched out. Yeah, so I mean, joint venturing, I learned a lot about joint venturing. I do a number of joint ventures and that's kind of like, like I ended up, I guess, kind of fast forwarding again, a handful of properties, tons of experience, became a realtor with, with Rockstar Real Estate, yeah, based out of Oakville. Uh, I started my own my own company, kind of like what you have, Stores Investments, where I, where I kind of orchestrate joint ventures with with me and other and other clients or people or I, I kind of coach people through things i'm a realtor at the same time so they all kind of go hand in hand so we were talking a little bit off camera that you you've been a realtor actually only for a handful of years so at what did it did it ever get to the point where you became a full-time real estate investor so you, you quit working for your dad at the mr transmissions you were just doing real estate full-time was that something you were doing for a number of years no, no, I never did. I actually, so when I was working for my dad, I was also going to school to become a firefighter. Okay. So I, I was doing that, that school was part-time. It was four-year part-time program. And so I was working during the day, going to school at night, managing my, my, my at the time, I only had the one property, the first one. But then um, my dad passed away around that same time. And we sold the shops, like both, both of our, our transmission companies. And just kind of, I was in limbo for a bit. I, I didn't have a job. I wasn't a firefighter yet. And I was, I was out of work from the, the business. 
And I just kind of did some just some random jobs here and there. I worked at one of the local hospitals to kind of help my resume with firefighting. Got hired as a firefighter in Kitchener, and then I began that that career. Kept going, buying more properties, and so on. Well, hey there, it's Dave Dubois. I just want to give you a quick little heads up that starting in January of 2021, we're going to be doing something a little bit different with the Property Profits Real Estate Podcast. And that is on Fridays, I'm going to be doing something I'm going to call Free Flow Fridays. What does that mean? That means that it's not going to be the typical interview that I do with a leading real estate expert. It's going to be either some hands-on in-depth training around raising capital, attracting investors and raising capital, which is my specialty, or it's going to be a short but sweet little video log with some sort of a a mindset or a raising capital tidbit, or it's going to be a short one-on-one conversation, interview style with somebody who is actively raising capital. So the, the free flow Fridays are going to be a lot more all around attracting investors and raising capital. So we'll get that started in January. In the meantime, have a very, very happy holiday and all the best to you and your family. Take care. All right, very cool. So then you, you, a handful of years ago, you decided to become a realtor. Why was that? I, I found that in all of my years, I got a lot of bad advice friends, family, you know, acquaintances, people, you know, other professionals I looked up to, particularly real estate agents. I found that as because I started so young and I was I was more investor focused than just the realtor that sells a house to Mr. and Mrs. Smith every 20 years. Wow. It's it's very, very different. I'm I'm sure you can attest. So while I was like looking at properties, like looking to continue to grow. I would ask questions. And in the beginning, it was always like, okay, like whatever they say goes because they're a realtor. And then as my years of experience grew, I'd start to go, <laughs> like, I don't know if they're right. So I kind of started testing them. And there wasn't really a lot of like investor focused realtors at the time. So I would kind of go in asking questions that I already knew the answers to. And waiting for the waiting for the these 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 responses, and I didn't like a lot of what I was hearing. Like, and I actually did find that some of the advice I got in the earlier years, had, like, kind of hindered me. It it definitely held me back from from taking the plunge and maybe buying more properties or buying spe- these specific properties that probably would have been long term beneficial. However, I just it just didn't sound right because somebody said something that didn't make sense. So yeah, I uh, I did that, and then I also found that a lot of realtors are very hesitant to put in offers. And obviously, me being a realtor now, I know that it takes some time, but putting in the offer is that's just what you do, and that's you know if you don't ask. Realtors were hesitant to put in offers. Well, if you if you want, well, yeah, right, right, right. If you wanted to, you know, submit a lower offer or specific conditions or things like that, they just I think really in the end, Dave, they just didn't understand. Yeah. They just didn't, you it, know, wasn't, it didn't fit in their parameters. It didn't fit in their box. So they said, no. You yeah. Can't. Yeah. Yeah. I can't do it. You know, it can't be done. Yeah. 
but again, again, as, as my experience grew, so did my knowledge. And it just, I was just like, you know what? I just can't find that, that kind of missing link. I found that a lot of realtors are hesitant to negotiate, hesitant to ask. And I, you know, one of my models is if you don't ask, you don't get. Mm-hmm. So I have no, no issues putting in, you know, what people would say is insulting offers because if you don't ask, you don't get. And, and, you know, the majority of the time you don't get that, but you can open the door and maybe start the conversation. Maybe you well, I think that's what a lot of people are afraid of. They're afraid the, the, the seller is going to take offense and slam that door right in your face and right. say, don't come back. Right. right. That's, but that, that's not what you found, correct? That's not what I found. No. And I was, I would be, be sitting on the other side asking my agent that I was using or different agents, Hey, do this or Hey, do that. And they wouldn't, uh, I don't know, you know, maybe we shouldn't do that. And, or they would be, you know, when it got to the negotiation standpoint, I, I almost felt like I was kind of coaching them on what to say, like say this, say this. And, and then I, I, I don't know, I just, uh, I, I just got a bad feeling. I thought, you know what, I have to become one, even though I don't, you know, I never set out to be one. I have to become one to benefit myself. And I almost see like a bit of a flaw in the industry. And I want to kind of fill that void for other people because it just, it just wasn't there. And Rockstar has got a great group of other, of, of other realtors that are also investor focused and really good. Hence why I was drawn to them because I mean, I live over an hour away from the office, but I've got no issue. I, what, what Tom and Nick have done and the Rockstar kind of, kind of uh, community is very, very good. So I'm happy to uh, associate with them as a realtor for sure. Very, very cool. Yeah. All right. So, so you've kind of, you've kind of come, you know, it's very interesting journey there for sure. We've only got a few minutes left here, Lee, but I know that you've, you, you don't have any, well, you kind of do have one basic strategy. We're talking about this off camera. Yeah. You've done all sorts of different things. You've done rent homes, you've done flips, you've done single family homes, you've done a whole bunch of different stuff. What do you find is just over the years, the almost 20 years you've been doing this now, works the best yeah well yeah i mean i again i i tell this to everybody is it's just it's it's the most boring least appealing non-shiny object chasing strategy is just buy a house rent it out and, and just sit on it and wait roll with the punches right there's like things will happen roofs will leak tenants will leave you just you know roll with the punches i, I think it was rocky balboa that that's it. It's not how hard you can you can hit. It's how hard you can get hit and keep going. And I've had a lot of bad experiences happen with you know just life and and real estate. But you just you, you keep going, and time will will kind of heal all of those those issues. I just literally last Friday I refinanced the property that I bought seven years ago, and there's I'm able to pull it hundred and seventy thousand dollars. That's, you know, cash, tax-free money. Yeah. And there were some problems with that property. I, I, I had a major flood at one point. Tenants left. It started as a rent-to-own. It didn't, it, it didn't go full circle. All kind of, you know, a lot of vacancies on that property for some reason. It's a, it's a nice property. It just, just wouldn't rent out. But, you know, look at the big picture. That's, that's kind of my go-to is the big picture. Things will happen. Problems will happen. But, you know, flips, you can make money. Rent-to-owns, you can make money. Student rentals, you can make money. All, like, 
there is no right or wrong way. I kind of, uh, you know, not to keep this going any longer, but I do, I associate it with like fitness or working out or, or a diet. Everybody's like, oh, there's, there's uh, low carb, there's keto, there's, you know, Atkins, this, 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 this. And it's like, really, anything you do is going gonna, is gonna to help, you know, get your goals. There may be one way that's better or faster, but consistency and just doing the same thing is the is the big secret there's no you know formula magic sauce out there there's no magic sauce there's no manual if you can put in the time take the hits and keep going that's it you know yeah Lee, if people want to find out more about you and what you do what should they where should they go what should they do well me as a realtor they can contact me at lee lee at rockstarbrokerage.com me as my as my corporation Instagram is at Strauss, S-T-R-A-U-S-S, Investments, is a good way to contact me. Alternatively, my, my email, so Lee at StraussInvestments.com. Perfect. Lee, it's been really good chatting with you today. Thank you very much for your insights. Thanks for having me, Dave. Appreciate it. My pleasure. All right, everybody, take care. We'll see you on the next episode. Bye-bye. Well, hey there. Thanks for tuning into the Property Profits Podcast. If you like this episode, that's great. Please go ahead and subscribe on itunes give us a good review that'd be awesome i appreciate that and if you're looking to attract investors and raise capital for your deals then i'm going to invite you to get a complimentary copy of my newest book right back there there it is the money partner formula you can get a pdf version at investorattractionbook.com again investorattractionbook.com take care